Welcome to Dr. Suzanne Howard's audio play. Thank you for downloading and I pray you are truly blessed. To get more information on Dr. Suzanne Howard's ministry, feel free to visit www.suzannemhoward.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome to our prayer and breakfast. Come out next time. Support the businesses and tell them we're praying for you. Amen. I had promised at our last session that moved the pillows for me, said Deacon, that I was going to talk with one of the soul detox. Is the other mic tied up? Got to turn something on it. Um, soul detox mentees, you know, each session is different. Some I um, counsel, some I mentor, and some I just specifically coach. Each has a different way that you deal with people in their life. Some people come on and think they just want mentoring in their career or in their personal life, and they end up first needing counseling. And if you know anything about what we've been doing since January 2nd of 2017, Soul Detox is I don't even know a word yet to put on it. Soul Detox uncovers things that you don't even know was there. Just sometimes when I'm ministering to people, something will come up from my soul, and it'll be like, oh, God, I didn't know that was there. And the Lord would begin to minister to me. Soul Detox is not an easy place because people will argue to keep stuff that they've kept hidden for so long in their life. The denial that you have to come against sometimes it's like I'm arm wrestling, not complaining. I 101% enjoy what I do with Soul Detail. It is one of the best things that the Lord has opened up for me to see people blossom and change and grow, especially those tough ones. It's just amazing what God does through this. The difference between, you were going to a counselor in the world too, right? The difference between the worldly counselor and one in Christ is one, we have an anointing that we know is there. And when the anointing is there, it breaks it breaks the yoke on the lives. So sometimes it's just being connected with someone who, you know, the, the world has an anointing. But when you know that you have an anointing, you can wield it in different ways and break things off of people's lives that you yourself may not be educated enough or have enough information about to even know exists in their life. But the anointing of God will go in and show you a time and a place in their life where something happened, and they'll start crying or weeping, start to bring up things that are going on, and you will just feel the anointing begin to deliver and sanctify his people. So detox comes from um, 3 John 1 and 2. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you even as your soul is getting along well. Where our souls are, when our souls are well, we are well. Say that. When my soul is well, I am well. Very good. When you care for you, your soul, you care for your life. See, what we learned in the church, and, and no dig, everything that we have gone through, God has purpose for us. He's used it all. But we've learned to be so much spirit, 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 that we didn't recognize that what we had, if we never get filled with the spirit of God, we 
have a soul. In order for man or woman to be loose in the earth, to be human in the earth, they had the breathed in soul inside of their body. And the soul is like a big RAM in a computer, and it retains every piece of your life. When God calls us home, what he reads is the soul, believe it or not. And it does not just forget. We forget. But the soul part of the memory does not forget anything. And it's waiting for instances and occasions in your life to come up so that it can remind you. One of the broadcasts I taught that whenever you're going for a promotion or you're getting ready to be married or you're in a new relationship, all of a sudden, this whatever's hidden in your soul will come out and say, oh, I want attention now. And you'll end up sabotaging your job, sabotaging your career, sabotaging your relationship, because it always it can stay dormant for 10, 20, 30 years. But whenever promotion comes to your life, the emotion and the excitement of promotion triggers the dead stuff in ourselves to come alive. And all of a sudden, now, they want our attention. And then I can't go to work because I'm sick. I can't go to work because I'm not feeling well. When you've got to learn how to command your soul, because your soul will hinder your progress in life. Amen? So when our souls are well, we are well. There are signs and manifestations that our soul is not well. Some of them is sadness, and I'm talking excessive, crying spells, depression, anxiety, mood swings. It's not acceptable, women. Trouble sleeping, appetite problems, irritability, decreased energy, relationship problems. Those are just to name a few. And these symptoms can originate from one or more things. Some can show up in medical, and you're going to the doctor for years. And medically, it's nothing they can do to treat you because it's all psychotic. It's all the soul. The soul is very, very powerful. And if you don't know enough about it, you know, we're waiting for God. I'm waiting for God. I'm waiting for God. And God said, I've given you everything in the earth. A lot that I've learned about us as, as black Americans and as Latinos, we don't believe in going for counseling. To us, it's belittling, it's embarrassing. You know, what goes on in the house stays on in the house. And that's why we've been molested for years and years and years and haven't been able to talk about it because it had to stay in the house. And this is not just a female problem. I've met a lot of men in the church that were molested in their family. And I met a lot of people in the world who've been molested in the church. We're all dysfunctional. Didn't we open up saying that? Dysfunction exists. How to get free is when you're able to talk about it with someone who will not judge you, will not share your business, is not usually not connected to your church because you may feel, you know, the, the devil knows how to set up the perfect movie. And someone you could have shared something with never ever told your business, but all of a sudden her friend looking at you funny, and now all of a sudden you thinking, Pastor, somebody done told your business. Now you want to leave the church, you want to leave Jesus, you don't want to talk to anybody no more. Sometimes for that part of your life, it's to get handled by a professional so that no one in the church is involved, in your mind no one is involved, and you can grow freely in the place that you are. But I'm telling you, you would be surprised. Frederica was willing to come and, and do like a mock soul detox with me because I just love this girl. She belongs to Temple of Praise Ministry. Where are you at, Pastor Williams? She hiding, come on, an anointed woman of God, her spiritual mother who's done great things with her, and I love her because she always gives reference to you. Every time we talk how much she loves you, I mean, you're doing a great job, as I always tell you anyway. You're doing a wonderful job. And we talked a few times on different occasions, but um, we're going to go this way today. Is that all right? Okay. What brought your interest in the soul detox? I was going to see 
to the prayer breakfast, it was mentioned. And I fought to come to the prayer breakfast because I was going through my own issues. And when she mentioned soul detox, there was a lot of things that she just didn't know. Didn't She was just talking, and that what I was dealing with. Um, so I was seeing an outside therapist, and that wasn't working. Um, they were doping me up with medicine, and that wasn't working. So um, I invested not in her but in myself and took her offer up on the soul detox. So I did the first consultation um, just to do the run-through, and then after that, um, I just stayed with it. What happened with the worldly counsel? What were you seeing them for? And whenever I ask something and you don't want to answer it, just say I'm not ready to answer it, okay? Mm -hmm. I was dealing with depression, anxiety, and grief, and I just was restless at night, so I wasn't sleeping. I would probably get probably like two, three hours out of a night and still run my whole day. Um, but they weren't, they, all they were doing was giving me medicine, and even that wasn't helping. And I was still anxious, I was still depressed, I was still angry, and just, it just wasn't working. So I decided to just, it's like I tried everything else, so I was gonna try so detox. And you had mentioned to me that on your way to the prayer breakfast, you had a conversation with God. Yes, I had a conversation with God because I did not want to go. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to be obedient to um, our women's weekend that we were having at our church. And I didn't want to let my first lady down. Come on. So I pushed my way through. I came a little late, but I made it. And in that um, time, when I entered, the atmosphere was really set. Even though I was late, you could just tell. It just like the Holy Spirit, when you walked in the door, it was just it knocked me. So I was sitting at that table over there in the corner and then just began to cry. Um, Pastor Stewart was actually there. Um, Jenna Stewart was there. And then she just wrapped her arms around me, and I just broke. And then ever since then, it was just like, okay, I'm in the right place for, for the right time. And you said you um, had said to the Lord that th this is my last try. This was my last try. I had been to probably three different therapists, um, was going back and forth to the doctors. I was at the doctors probably like every other week. Um, for depression, anxiety, um, I would lash out for just lash out for no reason. Um, you could just look at me wrong, and I would go there with you. It didn't make a difference who you was, elderly, child, kid. At that point in time, you could have got it. It didn't make a difference who you were. Um, but I knew there was something that needed to change, um, and then it even came more so when my dad had passed away. So it was more a lot that I was dealing with and I didn't understand why and what it was. So I just felt like I tried everything else. Yeah. Let me try this. Yeah. What type of medication were you on? Can you share that? I was on um, psychotic meds, antidepressants, um, calming meds, um, just all different types of medications. Yeah. What on top of Go ahead. Um, those were the prescriptions that I was taking that was legal, but I was also drinking and I was also smoking. Mm -hmm. I also tried to self-medicate during sex mm -hmm. and all of these other things. Come so on. I was on a lot of things and still felt empty and still felt like nothing was going to and change. And, and is it right to say that you were hearing voices? Yes, yeah, I was hearing say. voices. I was halluc they, they said I was hallucinating. hallucinating. I had auditory hallucinations. Um, that I was depressed. I was ang I was definitely um, had major depression, um, anxiety, um, panic attacks. Um, I had a lot of those things going on at that time. So they I was pretty much 
doses would be heightened on the medication. Wow. And still anointed. The anointing didn't go anywhere, but still fighting all this warfare, living under her anointing. See, we think the anointing is just going to make this stuff go away. It doesn't happen like that. Battling. Mm -hmm. Did you have any um, fears or hang-ups, or did you hear any voices when you decided to move forward with Soul Detox? Um, suicide came in. Yep. I was, I was suicidal. I didn't want to go. Um, it was a point in time where I had to literally drag myself into church, um, and I was battling with, I would struggle with singing. I would struggle with just doing ministry, period, um, at that point in time. The, like, I really, at one, like, for a while, wanted to just kill myself. Um, and especially when it was, they came in more so when, m after my father had passed away. So it was like, I'm dealing with grieving on top of being depressed, on top of all of the other stuff that was going on, and I just wanted to take myself out because I felt like that was the only way. Amen. So in the few minutes that we have left, tell me what you'd want to share with the audience or with us about what Soul Detox did for you or one particular conversation that we had because you signed up for weekly. <laughs> yes. You have people that do it twice a month and we're kind of, you know, we want to check it out. We want to feel it out. And then, you know, the money aspect, we always think about, hmm, money, somebody just want our money. You know, there goes the money thing, but yet we go out and get new shoes or we can't go and get a new soul. Come on, I, I'm guilty of it myself. I'll get my nails done, but if I got to deduct for the doctor's office that I could postpone, I'm going to postpone the doctor's appointments. I got to get my nails done. Like the priority is off. Can we be real in here today? Starting with myself. But she signed up for weekly when I saw her name come because you just go on the website and book your own appointments. You pick your own time and you book it. It doesn't have to agree with anything. We have all the dates that are open. And when I saw it come through on the, on the computer, all these dates in a row, I said, who is doing this? She was the first person that came to me and said, no, I need it every week. I'm living day by day. I need this every week. Tell me what happened. I had, like I said, I had, in the beginning, I had said, I'm, I'm, all right, God, I'm going to give you a try. I signed up for the soul detox and said, God, you have three months to fix me. I told God he has three months to give me, to fix me and to turn around. So I said, I've tried literally everything else and I'm giving you three months. So you have a three months probation period to make this work. Or I'm, <laughs> or I'm leaving and there's no turning back. So I said, I'm going to give you my all and I need you to make this happen. So instead of me invest in what I didn't do, how he tricked me was, it was like, I did not invest in her, I was investing in myself. Absolutely. So instead of me, because I've been to the doctors, three different doctors, we're going to the doctors every week, paying them, and I said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go buy no souls. I'm not going to do nothing. I'm going to invest in myself and get this right. Um, if you are really have something for me, you have three months to give it to me <laughs> and to turn it around. That's all I can say, and I'm giving you three months, you're and desperate. that's it. So every week, I, um, whatever was left, um, I pretty much paid first. You know, I was paying my tithes. I was paying that. And on unemployment at that, let me add and that in there. a mother of how many? Three. Um, and I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. So for every week until my employment ran out, um, it was about six, seven weeks that I just invested and said, nope, every week we were talking. In that, I noticed that I was bitter. I was angry. I was grieving. I was depressed. And there was other issues that I was dealing with um, 
from past hurt from people, um, words that people would just speak to me that would trigger me. Um, but I wanted to change. And I, um, the voices stopped. <laughs> Glory to God. Um, Glory to God. The voices stopped. I'm not on any medication. Woo! Hallelujah! I, I do Rejoice. what I need to do, and I'm I'm more hungry for my praise and worship than I've ever been before. Yes, Lord. Um, so I don't I don't want anybody to look at it as if like the doctors are the right way. If you really are called, there is something in Soul Detox for you. That will, that will take you to another level that will have you looking at yourself differently and that will make you and equip you to do what he has called you to do. Amen. I'm in a place right now where if it doesn't work out, I don't lash out. My biggest thing was Facebook. I could chew you up with no problem. <laughs> I don't have, I, I mean, and I would always get the, the, the comments and you know, the, my mom over there would call me uh -huh. and tell me, um, I don't do that no more. I'm, um, I don't be on Facebook. I don't lash out. If I do have an issue, um, I stay off. Um, you may not see me no, now frequently as every day, but I would always take my issues to Facebook and just tell somebody off. Yeah. Do, um, but now I found myself going to the Word and prayer. So I suggest, my suggestion is, is that if you are battling with something because we are, all secretive women, we all like to keep stuff to ourselves, mm -hmm. um, I would definitely give Soul Detox a try. And don't look at it as the money aspect of it, that you're investing in Apostle Howard. Look at it as if you're investing in yourself. Exactly. And, that's and what you teach. want to change. Yes. So it's not her, it's yourself that you're investing in. And the enemy will come up against you and tell you that, you know, oh, you need this money for a bill, you need this money for this. I have invested in myself and I have not lacked yet. Woo! Unemployment mother of three. Are you still a mother of three? I am still a mother Are of three. Are you still unemployed? No, I am Tell not. Tell us about that. <laughs> Woo! Um, I applied for a position and I'm now currently working for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. <laughs> yes. Rejoice now. <laughs> Can God? Woo! Jesus. Share quickly one of our um, sessions. Which one are you going to talk about? Self-respect? Which one are we going to go for today? <laughs> self-respect and self-control. Okay. I had none. Did you even know what self-respect was before we did the teaching? No. I did not know what self-respect was, and I did not know what self-control was. I thought as long as I dressed presentable, that I was in control. Not knowing that me smoking weed, me having sex, me you know talking mm -hmm. to other certain people mm -hmm. was me not having self-control and self-respect. I went on a 21-day fast um, and came out stronger than ever. And my faith has been tested, but I still remain humble and giving God praise, knowing that he is good and that he is a provider and a way maker. Self-control and self-respect was my biggest and hardest task yep. of it all. It was my biggest and hardest task because, like I said, I would go on Facebook and I, would, I had no filter. I had no filter. Um, so what you see now <laughs> is only God. Absolutely. I had no filter. I could cut you like a two-edged sword yeah. with a few words and had no problem with telling you who to go to, how to get there, and I would bring you there, give you a ride there, and also ride you back. Yes. I, 
You can see it. <laughs> God is doing it's, it. <laughs> it. It's it's something that we don't see um, because we're like I said, as women, we're secretive. We keep our things to ourselves. Yeah. Um, some people may not even know that they're battling with depression. Some people may not even know that they're as angry as they are, or even recognize what bitterness is. And all of those things I had and I did not want, and it's not a comfortable thing. Um, I'm telling you, since Soul Detox, I have I've, I'm more humble. I'm more meek. I choose my words more wisely. I have more patience. I have more love. I can actually speak to you and not, you know, chew you out until where you you'll be more confused at how I'm talking to you than like, oh wait, this was supposed to get you your ruffled feather before. Right. Nope. It doesn't happen no more. I just will either not say nothing or we walk away. Are you able to see about the court then? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, go ahead. I had um some issues with my kids' fathers, um, all three of them have different dads, mm -hmm. okay? Um, okay? So my second one was my biggest my biggest issue. Um, we were childhood lovers, um, so it, it just strung on. We ended up having to go to court for child support. As you know, no man just likes to pay child support. <laughs> Either how I went in, um, and it the, the battle had came. And it came in a different way because he used my dad um, as a pawn. And if anybody knows me, that that's a very touchy subject for me. So he had used them and was like, you know, I told them, you know, I was supposed to return some papers. And I was like, I didn't return the papers um, and so forth and so on because I was dealing with two deaths. My dad had passed one year. And right around that time, my grandmother had passed away. So I didn't return the papers. Um, so either how, I brought the papers to the courthouse. Um, so everything that they he wanted, I had with me. It just wasn't turned in when he had expected it. Nonetheless, the, the judge took the papers, um, and it was kind of a battle because he didn't want it to go the way it was going to go. Um, so he walks out the courthouse, and he says, oh, so you're looking for sympathy. Right there, I was about to. So he won before the judge. He, he went he before. He got what he wanted. N no. He was looking for it. The judge was going to grant it because at the time, I didn't have the papers in. But however, the judge was like, oh, okay, he was still on the fence. He, and I could tell he wasn't too sure what was going on. But we went out to go meet with the mediator. Come back in. The support goes up. Um, now, normally, how would you have been before this mediator and baby daddy? <laughs> would you have turned up in this place? I would have turned. I turned. I would have turned up in the grocery store, the doctor's office. I wouldn't care who was there. It didn't make a difference to me. You know, I did not turn but up. But you didn't this time because no. what? I had self-control and self-respect, and I identified the enemy was was coming in. So I ended up. You know, when we went back in, um, I ended up getting the support raised and. Leaving the courthouse, there was um, no words. The enemy was really, really battling with me. And I'm like, you know, I just want you to know that the money is for your kid. It's not for me. That's one of our biggest issues. And we ended up having a conversation later on that night. It was around like 7.45. He called you. Um, he called me. Mm -hmm. I missed the call because I was still on my 21-day fast. I'm in the middle of my 21-day fast. So I had a prayer time. I ended up doing my prayer, and after my prayer, I called him back and said, we need to meet because I'm not going to pull this any 
further anymore. We need to clear the air and get this done. Um, where you want to meet at? I'm like, for however, it just came out, meet me at my church. So we met outside of our church. He was We were sitting in the car for about an hour and a half. We were talking. And he was just trying to chew me up in so many ways. And I was just like, listen, we're not going there. It's, and I kept my focus on my, on my child. And at the end of that, he was with no job. I did get a new car. On unemployment, I did receive a new vehicle. Um, and he was worried about, he could tell me everything about me. He could tell me what car I had in my driveway. He could tell me what I would have going on, but he couldn't tell me my daughter's favorite color. He couldn't tell me my, what she was into. She couldn't tell me best na name or nothing. By the end of that conversation, he was telling me, I'm sorry, and if anybody deserves something new, it is you. <laughs> Woo! I remain humble and yes. I remain calm. Come on. And I did not allow his words to to take me over. Come on. As before they would have, you know, um, even though he was trying to say, Oh, you still want me, you want me? No, I don't want you. I don't want nothing to do with you. I'm all set. You know, I just want my daughter to be taken care of. That's it. And I stayed on that. That was my platform and that's where I stayed and I was not being moved. And by the end of the conversation, it didn't make a difference what he could tell me about me. It was all about my daughter. And any other time, little things that they threw at me, like I said, it didn't make a difference. And he tried, but by the end of it, it was like, I'm sorry, you know? And if anybody really deserves something new, it's you. So there was nothing more to be said. And now we have civil conversations to a degree. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. But I really just remain. But you. I remain mm -hmm. humble. That's and I right. keep my eyes on the prize. Amen. 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 Anyone have any questions <laughs> from our live studio audience? Is there any questions for myself or Frederica? Anyone? No? Yes, Alexandria? You're going to have to come up. Cold turkey. Okay, go ahead. I went cold turkey. I didn't, there was no weaning off. There was no going to the doctors and telling them. Um, I just stopped. When it was witnessed to me and told to stop taking them, I just stopped taking them. And I haven't went back since. And it's been, what, we, I started in June. It's been since June. And I have not had any episodes. I have not withdrawn like they tell you you're going to. Um, the words that I hear are more from God now. Um, and not from anybody like anybody else. I would, the heightened voices would be go slap this person in the face, go choke this person, go run this person over, Absolutely. go do these things was the voices that I was hearing. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have no problem with doing it at one point in time. Um, now, I, like I said, I don't, he's, I don't hear them. Yeah. If, any, if any voice that I do hear, it's a prophetic voice versus any a voice is his. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and there's no and there and I have and I still have the pill bottles full and everything, um, and I have not went and seen a therapist. There's no need for them. Um, I have not seen the med doctor. There's no need for them. Um, the no. pro my doctor has Amen. been God. The anger has a voice, and we don't realize it. When you allow anger in your life and it festers and stays so long, it begins to talk to you. And what we call it on on Soul Detox is self talk, and it's these these we call them in the church world spirits. In, in the medical world, they call them personalities. 
she was at the verge of being diagnosed with different personalities. And after I began to, and she didn't tell me she was off the medication. She didn't tell me she was stopping the medication. I don't even know if you told me you were on medication before we started. But all of a sudden she said, you know, I want to tell you, maybe we're like four sessions in, that I was on all these um, psychotropic drugs and I mm -hmm. stopped taking them and the voices aren't even there anymore. And, she, and I began to minister to her that the Lord led to me that she's a prophet. And I said, you know, those voices, you have to hear them because you're a prophet. But you've got so many spirits opened up to you because of your anger, because of your bitterness, because of the trauma in your life, the grieving of your dad. And it just stopped. I would never, I'm not licensed, hear me. <laughs> I would never tell anyone to stop medication, especially stopping anything abruptly. She had to hear that from God because that's out of my area. I know my lane. However, um, when you go to a doctor for this stuff, the, the psychotropic drugs are medications for your soul. And God was the first minister to our souls before any doctor, any drugs, and any man. Now, hers may seem a little heavy, maybe heavier than, than a few others in here, and maybe there's a few other that um, counsel with me or mentor with me that you'd like to come up here for the next session, let me know, because there's different varieties and different streams and levels that people come in at this. Some of it's just how to handle family issues. You know, I do family sessions. But a lot of this is mainly we just don't talk. Mm -hmm. We do not give voice to what we're feeling. We were told to be quiet. We were told to be in a child's place. We were told don't speak until spoken to. We were told what goes on in the house stays. And we've never been able to give a voice. And pastors are there to minister to you. But many people don't even feel they can be ministered to by their pastor. Because we've been shut down before we were even adults. Amen. That's why you always hear me preach that many pastors are needed. We have one associate pastor in the church right now, but we have, where's um, Paulette Jamison? She's in our associate pastor training. Stand up, please. She's going to be a pastor in here. Where's Kareem? He was in here all day doing things. He's upstairs working still in the youth department. He's in training to be a pastor here. Who else do we? Minister Caritha, where are you at? And all orange. They're part of the team. They may be working. She's on training to be a pastor on staff here. There goes Minister Kareem. Come on. Because many pastors are needed. There's no way I can pastor all the people that God sends into the harvest. That's why we've got to get away with having one big chief in God's church. Yes. Pastors are for shepherding and counseling the flock. And we need to pray. If your church doesn't do it, we need to pray that there's at least five pastors. There needs to be, a, to me, five pastors every ten members. I used to do it on my own. The phone used to, my cell phone used to be off the hook all the time. When Pastor D came, it took a couple years for people to trust her. We had to come up with a dynamic that, okay, the people that were here are not going for you. They're still calling me. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to keep working with the hard heads. But all the new members that come in, they're going to meet you, and all they're going to know is you, and they're going to have a relationship with you. And we did that for a while to have the people minister to. But she, I kept saying to her, you know, this is too much for you. I'm fine for about two years. Finally, she said to me the other month, she said, I need help. I said, I'm glad to hear you say it. Because as the church, if we're truly going to minister to people, especially in 2017, with what we're coming in with, we have to have many pastors in the house to minister to them. And we've got to get out of that own mindset that I'm the chief and I can do everything because I cannot do everything. Yeah. Hospital visits, in-house visits, courthouse visits, children visits, it's too much. And we owe the people. You know, the tithe is for the storehouse. And we don't have meat in our storehouse anymore. So what are we giving the people for the tithe? 
What are we giving the people for the tithe? It goes to God, absolutely. But there was a purpose for it. It was so that the people could be ministered to. And we've lost the ministering and the counseling to the people that now they have to have insurance to go to see a doctor in the world. When we've got people in our ministries that are able to minister to them, but we're so worried about people stealing our sheep that belong to God, having a bigger anointing than we have from the pulpit. I expect the sheep in this house to have something greater. All that I pour into them, you better have something greater. And, and, and that's the way we have to shepherd the people. If you are called to be a pastor, we offer pastoring classes here. We've done them at Pastor Terry's church in Waterbury. He realized the same thing through his own, nothing through me, that in order for him to grow his church, it's got to be more help in that church to grow him. Shortly after that, God put a beautiful one on his right side. <laughs> God gave him special favor. But this is the way. When you have leaders that care about the call of God that's on their life, and we know we want to be ministered to. How many people in here, if you could just hide your mask a moment, know you need to be ministered to on a deeper level? Look, that's the whole room. Wouldn't it be great if it could be done in our church? To at least try and see if the men and women of God are anointed enough to break the hell off of our life so that we can get a job and keep it. We can have a civil relationship with baby fathers or ex-husbands, whatever it is we have but our soul has to be ministered to. Somebody needs to listen to us. We need to know how to listen. I always pray before I go into counsel, Father, anoint me to be quick to listen and slow to speak, that when I speak to your sheep, it will be you speaking to them. That's a major pray for pastors. We don't need more generals, and we don't need pastors more at City Hall. You know, there, there's going to be a great amount doing that, but we need pastors who know in the church they're called to counsel. Go get your life coaching certificates. Go get your mentoring certificates. Go get your social work um, degrees and bring it back to the church and minister to God's people. Amen? Young lady here in the middle table, you had your hand up for a question. About the medications and how to get off of Did she answer it for you? And she did. Amen. Come up a little more. Can you please? We don't want to embarrass you, but yeah, thank you. Is this all right? Everybody okay? We got about five minutes left. We'll leave on time. If you know So Detox, you know that I always say, what is expensive? Airtime is expensive. I don't play with people's time, and I don't want people to play with my time. When we say 1 o'clock, we mean 1 o'clock. Come on up. Yes, ma'am. So I remember you said you were dealing with a lot and voices, but you said you started to hear the voice of, like, God. So I'm just wondering... Was there one thing, like main thing, that you heard God say, like one of the first things, you know what I mean, or feel that God had told you through all this warfare and coming off of that struggle, you know? That he will never leave me nor forsake me. And that I was a child of his and not of Satan's spawn. My God. You want to give her a hug? You look like you need a hug right there. Amen. My God. Amen. Anyone else? Yes, Reverend Trish. It's giving you confirmation.
you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hala. on live stream and Reverend Trish says she works and processes claims for short-term disability and it seems as though 99% of the claims are really for psychiatric, psychotic soul issues and more I than was, even of their physical ailment. I was um, on short-term disability as well and because it got so bad the doctor filled out my papers for disability. So there's still a disability claim out there with my name on it. But I've already went back to work. I'm already doing, and everything has Amen. been renewed. Amen. Amen. I pray that you prosper and be in good health, even as your Do you see how prosperity works in the threes? We have to have it in our health. We have to have it in our wealth, and it has to be in our soul. And it's automatic in our wealth. If we can get it in our soul, it works our health, then it works our wealth. Did you hear what I said? You have a healthy soul, you will have a healthy body, and you will have a wealthy life. But it all starts from the soul. Do you even understand that receiving the Holy Spirit, receiving the presence of God, can be limited, if not devoid, if your soul is not balanced? Your soul can block you from receiving the Spirit of God. And we have people in the church who are afraid to admit they've been wanting, you know, we like to use the word tearing. I've been tearing for the Holy Ghost for so long. I've been, I've been wanting to be filled with God. And some people in the church think they're filled with God's presence. And I've had literal conversations. All the conversations are recorded at the client's request. All of the conversations are then uploaded to the client where they're able to listen over each week of what we've done so they can ask other questions. Some people have literally heard themselves and begin to tell me, I'm a whiner. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but they had to hear themselves in order. Oh, oh, all I do is complain when I'm on the phone with you. How do you do it? I said, I have to be quick to listen and slow to speak. That's how I get discernment from you. But you get to recording, you get to hear it. And some people have been able to pinpoint on their life exactly what's going on just from hearing back their own selves. But it starts with our soul. We have to get our soul right. Yes, Jameson.
Now, Minister Jameson is um, drug and alcohol or just drug and alcohol. drug and alcohol counselor. And she and I have been meeting and talking, and she's going to be one of my first counselors to come on board with Soul Detox with me. And she's going to deal with all of those who come in with drug dependency and addictions and, and more than just drug addictions. We have a sexual addictions, a lot of sexual addictions. So she's coming on board, and I'm hoping to build uh, um, from what the Lord showed me to even have training like this, workshops, where people are trained in so many weeks, certified, and now you're a soul detox practitioner in your home, in your office space. Because if you notice, these psychics are setting up offices. Have y'all seen them? You can go into the mall, and now they have their, I'll drive up to Avon to bring my granddaughter to school, and they have their own little storefront, and they're palm reading, and they're telling you, come in for your afternoon reading, come in for your, um, your, your, um, your birthday this, and they're setting up shop, and we're still trying to get permission to prophesy. <laughs> Things are done decent and in order, but come on, y'all. The world has mounted their kingdom. They are at the gate that God intended for us, and it's time for us to rise up and be who God has called us to be. We're not going to get his people hiding out in the church waiting on permission. Decent and in order. I'm a leader. I'm a senior leader. I, I push decent and in order, but it got to be done. It has got to be done. Amen. Any other questions? We're going to close down. All right. Stand up, please. Uh, Minister Caritha, did y'all have a raffle left? Okay. We're going to have you close out on that when I'm done. Everyone who has questions, if you could stand now, because we're going to go once and that's it. Marissa, make a statement. I want to see here the women supporting each other yes and I was it you yes please if you can you can come up otherwise I'm going to repeat what you say she's translating tell them to wholeheartedly trust God. It wasn't until I actually surrendered all of what I felt I wanted and felt I needed and desired from the world, which I was lacking from, when I let it all go and said, God, you have three months to do it. And I didn't look at nothing else. I didn't worry about nothing else. It was really when I truly wholeheartedly not straddled the fence not look to the left nor to the right, but said, no matter what comes, I'm going to trust you. I truly went through, they were slaying my name, they, I was being persecuted, I was being everything where I could have easily threw in the towel, but there, I just cried out to him, and he did not 
leave me and he heard each and every one of my cries he heard my heart he's even given me heart desires that I didn't even know I re remember having he's answered them it was when I truly truly gave him my all and invested in him and myself my God. that things turned around my God amen and I'm sure I like to always give even steps on how to do things. So even with trusting God, we can even watch the recording again. There were steps that you gave that you had to, in order to trust God. Yeah. Because trusting God sometimes seems so mysterious. Okay, trust God, trust God. I believe I'm trusting God. Yeah. What do I do? And you know, there's things you do. Like she even told me the other day when she felt like she was losing it. On her own, she went and got the Bible on audio tape. And she said the word began to play. And it just washed her mind, washed her thoughts. It just took away everything that was trying to come back. Amen. We have we we move a lot. I, I don't know about anybody else, but we move a lot. So sitting down sometimes and even take the time out to read the word is is hard for some of us. So I went and I bought the Bible on audio and I use my sword, which people will tell you time and time again that the word is your sword. The word is your sword. Use it. And you'll be praying, and you'll be like, oh, this is it. You'll be praying, but there's more to it. It was not until I actually, this is when I started to know that I was learning to fight in the spirit was when I had the word and I was praying. Not just praying, but I was using the word, word. to go yes. along with it. There you go. And in the midst, that's when no matter what came this past week, I was able to endure it. Yes. I was able to be calm. My insides wasn't racing. My my thoughts wasn't like, okay, God, why do you have me here? It was I had the boldness. I had the confidence. I had the courage to stand and face them and be able to look these people in their eye and say, I will not be moved. Yes. So it's the word. It's Amen. actually the word of Go God. Girl. Not nobody else reading it for you. Not nobody else telling you Come anything on. else. It's for you to get it for yourself, no matter how you have to get it. And I listen to the audio, and I have my Bible right there. Because sometimes it's like you you listening to it, and be like, all right. You're distracted. I'm listening to it, and I'm reading it. And if I'm driving, I'm just listening to it. If I, something catch me, I got to go back. Right. I replay it. I'm going back to it. I'm listening to it again. Sometimes there's scriptures that you just have to let replay so that you can actually get the depths of it. Reread it until you actually get the full understanding. Amen. Don't move, and don't be afraid or think that you're special or anything like that because you didn't get it the first time you reread it you re-listen to it you re-go back over it replay it and i'm telling you it will happen amen. he will make a way out of nowhere amen amen and if you could translate for me as well that i recommend they need mentors mm -hmm. they need people to check on them people to call them even when they're crazy yes. when they're doing things that teenagers do or the youth do they need people who say, I don't care if you're high right now. I'm calling to check on you. Mm -hmm. They need mentors. And the Bible even talks about in the book of Titus how the older women help the younger women. It doesn't just work with women. We need it throughout the body of Christ. We have to learn to care about our brother and sisters and be keepers of them. I Because that's what kept her going. Mm -hmm. I stayed on her. I wasn't her friend. Mm -hmm. I wasn't her pastor. So I, I didn't care how she liked me. If she wanted to be passive aggressive against me and not come to church on Sunday, she couldn't because she wasn't my member. Yep. It, she, this was a paid business deal. Mm -hmm. So my job was, this is what you want to happen. 
You have now su succeeded the deal. You signed covenant. It's now my job to make this happen for you. Mentoring is the number one way to go. I have a mentor. I pay for my mentoring. There's no friendship. There's no emotional. I can't use no nothing again. You, how you living? How you gonna tell me what to do when it's a paid business deal? It's true mentoring. Amen. They don't even judge you because it's not their job. They're not your friend. It's all about mentoring. It's covenant and it works. Yes. Amen. Anyone else? Was anyone else standing? Yes. Yes, I haven't left. <laughs> I haven't left. Um, and I, I, I find myself running and wanting to be in the church versus me saying I'm leaving so or I'm wait. trying to figure out right. what, what I'm going to do. So he definitely came through. I got my job within that three months, yep. um, and I was off medications, and I've been off since. Come so on. he definitely came through. Amen. <laughs> Come on, let's clap our hands for, for God first, of course, and this young woman who took a chance, invested in herself, and now she's up here telling other people about the goodness of Jesus and how he's even working through his own people and not the world's gate of counseling and mentoring. God bless you all. They're going to come up. They're going to close out with a few remaining raffles. I don't know if there's anything else we needed to do. Um, Monday night, I'm going to be doing um, a, a, a broadcast on passive aggressiveness with the spirit of entitlement. Have you ever been around people who have this entitled personality? They are entitled to the best, and you get whatever you get. They believe that their comfort is first, they believe that everything should be built around them, and then you have those who serve them and make them feel as though they deserve everything, but on the backside, they're gossiping, they're talking about them, they're lying about them. I found out, and you're going to hear it on Monday, I found out that the number one thing, personality is the thing, behind gossipers and liars is passive aggressiveness. If you know people who gossip and lie, if they're in your church, because they are, it's because they have passive aggressive issues. They are not gonna stop lying on a prayer. They are not going to stop gossiping on a prayer. You have to get someone to counsel them and find out where the passive aggressiveness came from so that they can be upright about their feelings and feel that they're worth speaking to you about how they feel so they don't gotta talk to you behind your back. Are y'all around any of them? Amen. That's what we're going to deal with on Monday night. God bless you. Thank you so much for coming out. I'll see you again in December. Otherwise, we'll be on every night and um, on Mondays, you know, prayerfully. Mondays have been busy for me, but I'm going home and I want to see you all again. I love you. Come on, women. Amen. Rejoice now. Amen. That was wonderful. The impartation. Hallelujah. Welcome to Dr. Suzanne Howard's audio play. Thank you for downloading and I pray you are truly blessed. To get more information on Dr. Suzanne Howard's ministry, feel free to visit www.suzannemhoward.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy.